We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's his own and made his own and what these, you know, guys like Fichtner and... Or not so Fichtner. who's a guy who's connected to like a Jay Gruden? Because we know that Mike wants somebody outside the organization who's been an OC before. Jay Gruden's a name. Well, like someone who, I guess like someone who maybe played in McVay's offense or something like that because it's all an offshoot of what... What's Blake Bortles doing these days? I, I, but do, do you know no, what I... No, I understand. Usually you, you bring back, in a guy that you're comfortable with that if you have to pull the emergency cord and yep, go to him, you know that there's a that, certain level of comfort. That way, everyone on the roster isn't learning and starting from ground it, it zero. It also allows you to focus solely on the starter that you're trying to rehabilitate because you know you can basically ignore the backup yeah, because you trust they already him. know. They're, he's in they're his a 30s. second coach. He knows the offense like the back of his – exactly. He's like a second coach. That's my, that's my guess on – when Tomlin said it's an external candidate. Is a guy like – but you also said yesterday, I think correctly, that most teams try to make their backup similar in style to their starter. What guy that might be like in his 30s really has, quote-unquote, some mobility the way they believe Pickett does? You know what I mean? If you're starting to get into the upper age, you know, quartile, whatever you want to call it, tier, most of those guys are slowing down as far as their physical attributes. Sure. I just didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a name off the top of my head. I just have a hard time connecting dots that because Tomlin said nice things about Mason and said that they'd like to bring him back. I don't think it's anywhere close to fate accompli that he is. In Brings fact, Ken I, Dorsey in as the OC and they keep Mitch. In fact, I oh God. In fact, I still think it's less than fifty percent Rudolph's on the roster. Because the other thing, Chris, is now you start the year and there's a controversy and it's it's gonna hang over the team from the very it's second re- they get to OTA. It's a remarkable show of faith. I, remarkable might not be the right word. It's one hell of a show of faith in Kenny Pickett that the coach Knows his wide receiver, one of his wide receivers, openly admitted, I want Mason to win the job, I le- saying, I like him better than the other guy. I think he's better. And his response was, well, we love competition. It sharpens people. And we might not even bring back the guy you want. Like, if you're Deontay Johnson, not that I'm necessarily sure Deontay is this much of a canny operator with these things. If they don't bring back Mason, wouldn't you be inclined to say trade me? Like, I just want to go somewhere else. I was I was one of your more consistent receivers over the year. I told you publicly I thought this guy was the best at the position. You didn't even bring him back. I think he could absolutely do that. Claypool did that and got what he wanted. Not that he's done anything with it. The guy sucked. But that's that's a practice or that's a method that's worked. Do you think Tomlin despises Johnson, though? Because we know he hated Claypool. I don't think, I, I don't think he hates Johnson. He played him after the guy quit on a play. I think he knows Johnson's a much better player than Claypool will ever be. Tomlin gave this answer on how he feels about Kenny right now. 
I'm extremely confident in him. I feel stronger about some of the intangible things than I did, obviously, when we first started doing business with him because I have evidence of it. He's highly competitive and professional. He doesn't run from challenges. He runs to challenges. I think that's evident in the way he plays, particularly at the end of close football games. He's got good framework to work with and for a young guy. He's mature beyond his years. I'm excited about I mean, him. maybe it's just lip service, but if you take Tomlin at his word, doesn't it sound like he's saying regarding the way the season ended for Pickett, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. He had to go through this, the humiliation of getting benched, and the way he handled that or, or, or went through that makes me feel even better about him moving forward. That's how I take that answer. I do. Uh, yeah, I think I do too. I find it also notable that he just continued to harp on the intangibles with him. That, that it was, look at the way he carries himself, look at how much of a professional he is, look at how he responds to adversity. We love all of those things. Just always about the stuff that can't be measured. Which is because the things that can be measured do not reflect well on Kenny. And more about the fourth quarter success. He loves circling back to that. Those other three quarters, football doesn't even get played until there's only 15 Well, he got left. into a little bit of a scuffle with a reporter over that when he brought up bad three quarters and he said, all right, now do the fourth quarter. I know. More on Tomlin, uh, more, more from Tomlin on how Kenny uh, handled getting benched. It certainly was difficult. Um, I was really impressed with the way he handled it. He was really professional and supportive of Mason. He was a great teammate, but no question that was difficult. And he's a competitor. He runs to it, not away from it. You know, certainly, I know he wanted that experience. Those big divisional games down the stretch and things of that nature, he's wired in that way. I don't, I, you know what? I don't like the focus on how well he handled it because he's a team captain who didn't talk. I don't know. Like, that matters to me. You designated the guy a captain. You made him out to be one of your team's leaders. The year did not go like he well, or you wanted. What, Is not leader-like behavior facing the music and answering questions? Whatever happened before the Seattle game, Tomlin's at least put it in the rearview mirror enough where he can talk complimentary about I, how I know, but it. something just happened this week where the guy skated, and I know uh, yesterday we heard that Pouncey didn't talk once, but nobody questioned Pouncey's bona fides as like a leader in that locker room, and he was also a guy who was a very good football player. I'm just surprised that there was so much praise after something that was such an unusual move by Pickett that every beat reporter that covers that team said was unusual. Tomlin on this being massive for Kenny Pickett. What's next? It's a big year for him. Uh, we met this morning. We acknowledge that. It is a huge year for him. But I'm also excited about just watching him wear that component of it because I just, I know how he's wired and built, um, and I'm excited about watching him attack it. Donnie, hearing answers like that, what percentage would you put on Pickett being their week one starting quarterback? 75 to 80. I put it at 100, unless he gets hurt. Yeah, what's the 25%? What do you leave? Like, Rudolph beats him out, comes back, beats him out in training camp in the preseason? Non-injury non part of it. Say, Take injury out of the equation that that's not possible. Oh, I'd put it at, yeah, like 99 then. Yeah. Okay, so it's just injury. I, I hear there in that answer, I didn't, it didn't click for me when I heard it live. He, I think he just believes in his heart of hearts that Kenny's going to prove everybody wrong and prove him right. Well, don't you think it's hard? Because that, after... that was a response to when do the tangible things. I think Mike DeFabo asked it, and Mike asked a few very good questions today, to his credit. Yes, he did. Um, I think that that was a response to Mike basically saying, but yeah, when does the tangible come into play? And that was how he answered the question. You can hear it in his voice there. There is an expectation that he thinks Pickett's going to come back, new coordinator. He doesn't want to give up the on work a guy. In and kick ass. He doesn't want to give up on a guy that he drafted 
two years ago. Well, he's the holdover from the group of people that drafted him. The owner doesn't have to answer for direct players. Kevin Colbert's long gone. He's in the rearview mirror. But I think you bring up Rooney. I think Pickett still has two, the most two, the two most influential backers in the organization. I think Rooney wants him to have another shot, and I think Tomlin's more than okay with that. I just think there's an interesting— Clearly, from the way a, he sounded there's today. There's a clear juxtaposition in how the coach talks about the starter, his named starter, and how many of the replacement's teammates talked about the way the offense came together under the replacement. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Fan Highline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Jerry Dulac just tweeted, Art Rooney II told the Post-Gazette they plan to extend Mike's contract, so... Tomlin gets the contract extension. He was talking that way today. He probably already has it, let's be honest. The extension is almost certainly already done. Bob Papiani joins us right now. He's with Mike Tomlin once a week for the Tomlin Show, and then he hosts the Tomlin Press Conference. Bob, do you agree with what Chris just said? It's pretty much a done deal. The the contract terms are probably already agreed upon. Uh, Most likely. I mean, they've been talking, I'm sure, ever since this uh, season ended that even probably before then they talked about what was going to happen. And it's just a matter of putting it down on paper, but I would expect that it would happen. And um, it's probably a couple of years. I, I don't think it would be anything longer term. So with one year left, that'll, that'll give him, you know, typically what he normally gets at this time, which is uh, two years added to one. So essentially it's three more years. Bob, I, we- I, that's- nope, sorry. Um, what was your most noteworthy takeaway from what Tomlin said today? Uh, that they're going to look outside the organization, Chris, for an, uh, and I hope they do. There are a lot of good ones out there, but there are a lot of guys who have already been interviewed. I would I would move quick on this. And uh, also the fact that it's not just Mike Tomlin, it's Art Rooney II and Omar Khan, and that probably is a first because normally it's Mike Tomlin who decides who's on his coaching staff, and, and the last two offensive coordinator hires have been internal guys who he promoted, both it Randy Pickner and Matt Canada. So. Yep. Maybe that's the change, too, because it didn't work the last – couple times uh Bob after you heard Mike Tomlin talk about Kenny Pickett today 
What's your hypothesis on how the quarterback depth chart looks next season? That's an interesting one, Pony, just because, um, you know, I, I, I did not expect him to say that he's QB1, but he did. He was asked, is, is, is he going to be QB1? Yes, with a caveat, he'll be pushed, blah, blah, blah. Which, uh, if you're Mason Rudolph now, even though he said some very complimentary things about him, I would think, okay, so that means, yes, I'm, no, I'm not the starter. I have to go and beat him out. How do I beat him out in preseason and training camp when I think I did that before? And I never got the opportunity. So yeah, he's already gone important. along with a sham competition before, Bob. Right. He doesn't want to and get so, fooled again. And I think there will be, you know, good backup openings out there. I just so to me, it comes down to whether or not he thinks he still can be the quarterback and he can outperform Kenny. And if he thinks it's a fair opportunity to do that, he would probably stay because I don't know how many other opportunities out there to be a legit starter. And he's definitely going to get a raise, which is good for him because he's earned it. So. It just depends on what he thinks about opportunity. Well, yeah, the wild card for me in this whole thing that I haven't yet brought up with Pony is just what if there isn't a market that materializes for him outside of Pittsburgh? Because I do, I mean, like the way people talked about the Steelers going into the playoffs, Bob, nationally and outside of Pittsburgh was totally different than some of the actual hope that you heard in town because people here had seen Mason put up points. People outside Pittsburgh said this team is going to get absolutely boat raced again like they always do. So I do wonder that as like kind of a wild card. Does there just not have a – does he not have a market uh, materialize? Um, beyond that, though, Bob, I- I'm wondering, uh, based on what Mike said today uh, – Oh, well, actually, I wanted to get to this first. I forgot about this with Pony. Did you find it odd, and do you have any explanation for Mike getting like choked up oddly at the end of his opening statement before he kind of got himself back together? and started answering questions. Do you have any clue what that might have been about? No. Uh, And when we were sitting there watching it, I thought the same thing. I said, oh, I wonder what that is about, other than he came out and, you know, about his the way he handled the last question of the last press conference, and he picked it up from there. Uh, And, you know, maybe his wife played a role in that too, you know, saying this that's not the look you want. Um, you know, I understand both sides of that, but I think that's a fair question. I, I thought it was fair when Brooke asked it. I think it's fair today to ask. It's just, it's part of doing business. And Bob, he is I think that's why to he answer. was more transparent today because of what happened Monday night. Yeah, I, the game. I, I think, I think that had an effect. I do, but you know, if that's the reason, then that's the reason, but, um, he's answered every kind of question there is to answer over these 17 years. So that's why when it happened, I was just surprised that he would react that way if, you know, again, I thought there was maybe a degree of calculation in there, you know, that he, he knew that was going to come and he wanted to make a statement. I don't know what the truth is on that. All I know is I think that's why he got emotional at the end. Bob, just to make sure you uh, have the same read on this as, as us, when Caleb Williams gets drafted, do you think the Steelers would change their minds and explore a Justin Fields, or do you take Tomlin at his word that Pickett is absolutely going to be their number one quarterback when they go to Latrobe this summer? Well, I don't know he said absolute, and I don't think it's absolute. I think he will go as the number one guy, but I do think, you know, if Mason decides to go elsewhere, they're going to need two people. They're going to need somebody else. They'll probably draft somebody later, uh, but they're going to need somebody. And if that's available, because I don't think the asking price for Chicago would be that demanding, and certainly Omar Khan has done some business with them as well, and he's already fleeced them once, um, you know, maybe he can get that. The guy is only 24 years old, I think, with, uh, you know, a fertile offensive mind, he could still be very good. And I'd love to see that competition if it came to that. Sure, why not?
Bob, uh, he was also, Mike was asked about draftable quarterbacks this year, and he basically said, I love personnel. I'm a personnel junkie, and you always have to be aware of every position, including quarterback. If the Steelers were to take a quarterback in the draft, when do you think that they would uh, make that kind of selection? What round? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Chris, if it was something other than the first, meaning second or third. I think if they Ooh. feel there's someone still on the board who they like, and History shows there have been some guys available, you know, in those rounds. Certainly, Rudolph was one of them, third-round pick at the time when they said he was a first-round value. They're probably going to have some reads on guys who who may not be the upper-end guys, but who can be future quarterbacks, to, you know, in this system. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's second or third round. It just depends on how it all falls and, and other needs because they still will have other needs. They're getting long in the tooth in some of these areas, and they're going to have to figure out ways. To, to bring in some help in those in those categories. So I think they have a lot of work still to do. I'm, I'm curious about Najee Harris. He said today that, you know, he, he loves Najee, as you can tell, but he didn't commit one way or the other um, to picking up the, uh, the fifth-year option. And that will bring about an 8 to $9 million salary. Um, you know, you know how we talk about quarter or uh, running backs and how they are available. So that's going to be a big commitment if they should make it, although the cap's going up. So I, I bet they do make that. Bob, um, all right, this is good stuff. Last one. Uh, give me the first name that pops into your head when you think of who the next Steelers offensive coordinator will be. Well, I don't know if it'll happen, but I'd like Kubiak, the guy I've always really liked him and what he's been able to do. You know, Mike Tomlin has long ties to people in San Francisco. He knows Kyle Shanahan very well. He's very good friends. I with, think you were told something. Um, I think he's doing this now, Malsey, because – Three weeks from now, it's going to come back, and he's going to look like he called it. I know you how do, Bob works. No, no. You do that uh, all the time, so. Tony. I, I think so. I think that's what we're, we're I don't getting do here. That. Bob, don't let I him pay you into a corner. He does that. John Lynch. He does that all the time. I think, you got, I think you got a little tip, and you have to find a way to say it. And that way, like when it comes no. out in two weeks, oh my God, Pompiani nailed it. Pony, you do no, this all the time. Pony, I haven't nailed many things. I'm not trying to nail anything. I'm just telling you. I've always been – I mean, there are a lot of good people out there. It doesn't have to be a Pittsburgh connection. And quite frankly, I hope it's not a Pittsburgh connection because sometimes those are the wrong connections to make. But, I mean, these these guys are tied together in think, a lot of different ways. Bob, do you think so that they I, might I think, hire like a, love, a passing game coordinator too since he got also asked about like just expanding the coaching staff in general? Do you think they could start hiring specialists for the offensive side to go with a coordinator? Given how important it is and given the fact they haven't had a lot of success, yes, why not? He didn't rule it out whether or not they do it. Coaching staffs are big these days anyway. What's the difference if you add another one, especially if it's Well, they always, they've intruders. maintained a very small one. That's why I ask. But I'm talking about coaching staffs in general around the league are big. So, yeah, if they would do that, it would be a good um, good situation to be in. I don't, I don't have any problem with that. I wish they would, actually. I think it's better to have more people in this offensive pie than less. Uh, and, and it's good to have different visions, different things, as long as they're all welcome and brought to the table. You're thinking food, because if you weren't going to say pie, you were going to say cooks in the kitchen, so I think we know where your head's at right now. Yeah, uh, well, I always 30. think about food, Andrew. That's just the way it is. All right, There's Bob. a big piece of pie staring at me right now, as a matter of fact. What I'm kind? having a, one of those Animal House moments. Do it, don't do it, should I, should I not? I don't know what to do here. So, <laughs> What kind of pie is it? Cherry, one I love cherries. Oh, he's a he, it's a cherry weird, pie. Chris, it's a big obsession. Maraschino cherries at the uh, at Penguins games too. By the handful, all the time. And then I found out they're not that good for you. Now that kind of makes me disappointed because I really like them. All right, Bob. Sports call tonight. Chris and Richie Walsh, I believe, ten thirty. No, I'll be in tonight. Perfect. I'll be in tonight. All right, Bob. Yeah, so see you later, we'll Chris. You all right, Pony. Thanks. Bye, Bye Bob. 
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You expect to get an extension this year? Yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are, are going to run their course, man. Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate continually, often. I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. You know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. So Mike Tomlin's about to get more money and more years tacked onto his current deal, which has one year left on it for a season that ended without another playoff win. And it seems like the only... The only move, the only tangible evidence we have that the Steelers are not completely in love with the job Mike Tomlin has, do- has done is what Pompiani brought up in our interview with him, that Mike admitted that Rooney and Khan are going to be involved in hiring that next offensive coordinator. Because the last time this happened, I don't remember when Matt Canada got promoted, that Kevin Colbert was telling Mike Tomlin that he needed to talk to Hugh Jackson and Pep Hamilton. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, this was so. It that's was a something. process that was lampooned as being basically a farce. Yes. So, but that's it, though. I mean, everything else is just hunky dory. Another great season, Mike. Keep up the good work, kind of thing. Uh, let's hear some more from Tomlin. This is him today about why he walked off the podium and stormed out of his press conference Monday because of the question about him uh, and his contract with only one year left this, uh, from just the other day ago. Good afternoon. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? I'll say this. I certainly could have handled that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. What's required to do what it is that we do, the amount of focus pouring into a collective, I'm just not in that mind state and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue to talk about things of that nature. Uh, I still think it was premeditated. And I still think he, like, wasn't happy with it, but, like, feigned even more anger to try to get the point across because he knew he was going to talk to his team the next day and he didn't want to deliver a message about himself right after the game. So he wanted them to see that. And then when he saw them the next day, he wanted to say, You guys all saw what I did last night. Here's why I did it. Because I love coaching you guys, and I want to be your coach for a very long time. I just reject the notion that the the coach, and by extension the team, would presume to dictate what is and isn't appropriate to be asked and when those things are appropriate to be asked. Sorry, you don't like the question? Great. Doesn't make it any less appropriate. It was perfectly, perfectly reasonable to be asked at that point in time. So he gave Brooks some expansive answers today. Maybe he felt like he needed to make up for walking off. I wonder if they even had like a private conversation about that over there. I would have to maybe I'm just wondering if I'm just wondering if they thought that him walking off would be perceived one way and people almost wouldn't care and that they're being blowback against him 
made them reconsider. I think you're onto something, and Pompey and he backed that up. Uh, this is Tomlin on why he doesn't need a break from coaching. I coach football. That's what I do. I'm respectful of the position that I hold. I have no sense of entitlement in terms of what I do. I just got a high level of respect for what we all do in this space. And I try to earn it daily. And I think that's just my mentality. I don't ponder a lot of things. I'm appreciative of things daily. I and mean, I try to work with urgency daily. And I don't know that that has changed. It probably hasn't from my perspective. I'm always on go. Two words there stood out to me in that answer. Entitlement and urgency. I think he does act a lot of the times like he's entitled, like when you're the coach of the Steelers, you're a chief justice or a pope. And that dictates the last part, urgency. I don't think they're an urgent organization. That's why they're going to give Kenny Pickett another year and make him the starter and just bring in somebody to be his backup and quote-unquote challenge. That's why it took so long for him to dump Trubisky for Rudolph. I don't think they operate with the That's same urgency as other teams. the owner stepping in despite what everyone would have you or what they would have you believe to fire Matt Canada. That too. Another very good example. Tomlin uh, addressed where that dirty rumor came from that, that Adam Schefter put out there about him maybe taking a break and not coaching this upcoming season. You guys are probably better equipped to understand the origins of some of that stuff than I am, to be quite honest with you. I understand speculation is a component of what it is that we do. I try not to get caught up in it or distracted by it, particularly when it's not where I'm at. That's been my, my mindset regarding it. Did you tell anyone you planned to take a year off? No. No. Still a huge mystery to me. How do two guys who are considered the most plugged-in, influential insiders that cover this league, that generates billions of dollars, and those guys make tens of millions of dollars for it. What the hell was the motive for putting that out there then? I just, he definitely I, put it out there, to at least to Glazer, or Glazer would have squashed it. He definitely didn't like tell Jay, you need to squash this. So the idea that, again, offensive, not offensive to me, I'm not going to act like I'm personally offended, I don't care that much. The idea, though, that we're more equipped to tell him where those rumors come from when Glazer is at least participating in the discussion is silly. Mike, we all know that you and Jay go up to Sharkies or whatever, get absolutely loaded, then you very humorously stick him with the bill I, once I, a year. I think some. I think you could have asked there in that press conference, Mike, we know how close you are with Jay. Can you understand why we in the local media were asking these questions when he was the person who reported it? Or he was the person who didn't deny it. Schefter yeah, had most of the reporting, right. but Jay did not, like, squash it. I think you could have asked that. And th what's the answer he could give? I don't know why you think I'm so close with Jay. Then you're just stretching the bounds of credulity at I that don't, point. I don't think he would have answered it that way. He might have just said, I don't know. But he was more honest today and forthcoming with things, so you might have actually been able to elicit a decent answer from him. One more. I love questions like this because I've been known to ask them. Uh, Br Brian Batko with a very simple, straightforward question to, to Tomlin. What makes him think he's the right coach for this job? 51 years of life. I mentioned that, I think, in this setting earlier. I'm not lacking confidence in my ability to do the job, while at the same time there's frustration because I want that confetti for this group. Whatever we got to do to do it, whatever changes need to be made, I'm open to it. You know what I think's ironic about that answer? I think most people will tell you they're better at their job 10 years in than when they first started. I don't think he's as good. I think Mike Tomlin in his early 40s was a better coach than he is right now. Well, that's at least he's still for this at, team. He's still at all of Cowher's players. True. And coaches. Mm. Don't forget about those guys. Don't forget I about I actually Lebeau would say Arians. I'm worse at my job 15 years oh, in than I was. God. Donnie, you know we've been putting up with this all day from him. The self-loathing, 
You can't say um, you're putting up with it. This is just who I am. Where? When do you think you peaked as a host? Not now out of curiosity. Do you have a year off the top of your head where you think you really had it all going on? Mm, 2012 at some point. 2012. And then I met. Then I started working with Starkey and well, you know, you can sort of trace a decline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.